Hey everyone and welcome to another episode of It Is What It Is. I'm Dominic the host and I'm always joined by my main man Dominator. What's going on buddy? Nothing much. What's going on? Not much. Interesting week. Interesting week. Very interesting. You ready to go? I'm very ready. You ready to bring the noise? I'm ready to bring the heat my friend. Okay. I'm going right off script. Okay. You know, we get together, and for all you listeners out there, we put a lot of time and effort into the show. We kind of mm-hmm. plan it out, figure out what we're going to talk about. We uh, have our meetings and stuff like that. And right away, I'm going off script. Okay. Already? Yeah, already. So you mean off the script that you gave me? Well, not completely. <laughs> okay. Just at the beginning because I'm a little agitated. A little agitated. Okay. You know? And I'm going to call this the aftermath. All right, I'll let you do your thing. I'll yeah. back off. Well, no, you're going to chime in. Yeah, of course I am. I mean, we've established I'm the talent, but I'm just saying <laughs> that, you know. That's debatable. Okay. I Listening to all this drama, you know, mm-hmm. and why I say aftermath is the aftermath of the games, okay? Mm-hmm. And it's not like there has never been a bad call made or yep. something was missed in a game or something like that, but... The whining and all the excuses and everything, like, it was a miss. It was a missed call. that yeah. New Orleans, And I'm talking about the New Orleans game first, okay? Yep. okay. It was a missed call, and I get it, but the way everybody's kind of, like, handling it, like, it was, like, this big dramatic thing. Um, yep. I'm kind of I'm over it. You know? I completely agree with you. I think that the refs missed a lot of calls that game, especially... For the Rams, I felt like the Rams should have got a face mask call earlier on in the game, but they didn't. And later on in the game, even though, even if the Saints didn't get that call, they got the ball in overtime and they still should have won the game. If they would have scored a touchdown in overtime, we wouldn't be talking about this. This call would be not important. No one would have cared. Or if they had better clock management, like we discussed last episode. Yeah. Or if they would have ran it three times. But that's a whole story for right. another day. Horrible non-call. Horrible non-call. Yep. Okay. So I'm a little agitated, and I heard that a, a New Orleans fan bought all these billboards in Atlanta. Have you heard about yep. this? You know? Yeah. And that's all. We got robbed. Blah, 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 blah. I heard okay. another one's made a position, too, to a like what? sign it. A petition. You know uh, how they have the thing to where they sign yeah. it to play yeah. another game? Yeah. No, that's not going to work. Not at all. And this is another end of the whole thing that's kind of agitating me, okay? Mm-hmm. This is from the Rams head coach, okay? Yep. And this is his direct quote, okay? Mm-hmm. Bear with me. And this is when they ask him about the call. He says, this is how he responds, okay? Mm-hmm. I thought it was a bang-bang type play. The one thing I respect about the refs today is that they let the guys compete and they let the guys play. I thought Nickel Roby made a nice play. They snapped it on a quick snap, had a little whale rope coming out of the backfield. Thought it was a competitive type play. Certainly, I'm not going to complain about the way it was officiated. I thought it was a competitive play. Really? <laughs> I mean, serious. Yeah. I mean, I don't want the guy to come out and say, oh, yeah, we, you know, we, it should have been a penalty or anything like that. Yep. But come on, don't act it like was it was a. Even Rams players said that that was a pass interference. It is what it is. Yeah. Hey. Hey. Pun yeah, the podcast name. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. Does I, he can approach it a little bit, but he refuses to like. He just refuses to admit that yep. it was they benefited from that or, you know. Yeah. In in every week there are non calls, and I I almost wonder if the league has to look and kind of just re engineer this whole thing about mm-hmm. like these quotation marks or yep. should I say podcast quotation marks marks of these refs, you know, mm-hmm. these all star refs, you yep. know. Why not rate the whole crew and maybe have the whole crew work together? Yep. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I don't know if that would work better. I don't know. But the whole thing about missed calls and stuff is they'd have to review everything. And they already review way too many things. So if they keep reviewing things, including penalties, you'll be there for an hour just watching reviews. I think it's kind of stupid how people are like, oh, you should review penalties. I think you should only review penalties if it's a big penalty. Okay, I agree. And I'm hearing the so-called experts, which Mm -hmm. 
that's I'm gonna get to. Okay, in my aftermath rant, Stephen um, A. Smith, not an expert. Well, I've heard that they are debating like giving teams even like one review a mm-hmm. game of a call. You yep. know, but we won't mention any names. Yeah. But you know, there's gonna be this one doofus coach that throws that flag five minutes into the first quarter of a game for like some meaningless <laughs> holding call on yep. their own 20. You know what I mean? Yeah, of course. Because the first human instinct that you have is to throw a flag if you see a penalty and they don't call it. Right. So later on in the game, that whole new rule thing that you added is completely useless. Right. And here is what his... I'm not a brain surgeon. Okay. Yep. It's called human error. And mm-hmm. that's that been it's been that way since the creation of the game. Yeah. And since you've had refs. Mm-hmm. These guys make mistakes. Okay. And sometimes it benefits you, sometimes it doesn't, you know? Mm-hmm. Um I almost wonder if they have to do like baseball does. Yep. You know? Um, where if I'm the pitcher and you're the catcher mm-hmm. and I'm pitching on Tuesday. Yep. You kind of got to figure out who's umping that game because you mm-hmm. may call the game differently as a catcher. Yep. You know, I almost wonder if NFL teams do that where I have no idea. A coach looks and says, hey, who's the crew that we have? You know, mm-hmm. oh, they don't call that many PIs. So yep. you can get, you know, you tell your DBs like, hey, let's get away with a little bit more hand check in and stuff mm-hmm. like that. I, I don't know. But yeah. with these so called all star crews, mm-hmm. I don't think you can do that. You know? I don't think so because some might really like to call pass interference and others might want to let them play. It all depends. Right. But my thing about everybody with like the human error thing is even the players aren't perfect. But players have dropped big passes, missed big things. But next week, you stop talking about it. You right. just forget about it and move on. But if the refs do something, you talk about it for weeks and talk about how they could have won the game. Right. Like if the Saints would have threw the ball in the end zone and the guy would have dropped it, everybody would have stopped talking about it. Right. They wouldn't be like, oh, if he would have caught it, the Saints would have won. They they would have stopped talking and they wouldn't hear anything else and the Rams would be in the Super Bowl and no one would care. And but maybe because it's the refs bigger, screwed up, everybody's all over it. And maybe it's a bigger, big deal because of what happened to the Saints last year with, mm-hmm. the, with Minnesota and that yep. play at the end of the game. But that wasn't a ref. Yeah, that wasn't a ref at all. Right. Mm -hmm. And obviously the stakes are much bigger. You get to go to the Super Bowl. But um, I don't know. Mm -hmm. I'm getting a little sick of hearing about it, you know. And I get that. As am I. The Patriots and everybody hates the Patriots. And we went over that in my my closing statement last week. But it's aggravating to see these so-called experts again, Mm -hmm. quotation marks, just... It, they can't hide it, you know, yep. and I listened to their analysis, and I actually heard one of them say they're not going to watch the Super Bowl. They're going to boycott it because the Patriots are in it. And, but so don't, act, don't act like they weren't missed calls in that game either. Yeah, exactly. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I believe one of the, the Kansas City touchdowns, there was a pick play that wasn't called. Huge pick play. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go off kilter a little bit too because you did. I'm going to talk about how they want new rules in overtime. Because the Patriots won because yeah, right. Mahomes didn't get to touch the ball. Right. Everybody's like, oh, we should add a new rule. If the other team scores a touchdown, you get a chance to. Right. But it's like everybody gets forever. a trophy. Yeah. You'll be there forever. Right. What's the whole point of the flipping the coin? If everybody's got a problem with that, you do that at the beginning of every game. So why can't you do that at the beginning of overtime? Right. Why is it such a big deal that you do it at the beginning of overtime. And I will say that I believe it was last year at the meetings, mm-hmm. Belichick was actually the one that wanted to just do one 10-minute overtime period, and that's mm-hmm. it. So play 10 minutes. Whoever's leading at the end of 10 minutes wins the yep. game. So if you get the ball, you go on an eight-minute drive, mm-hmm. the other team gets two minutes. You know what I mean? Yep. But however many touches you get, you get. Yep. You know? But... Mm-hmm. I don't know if the Plays Association would be for that because they're already fighting Yep. You know, for the games and the owners don't want as many um, preseason games. Yep. You know, so mm-hmm. I don't know if that would ever come to fruition. I don't think so. 
My only thing about the whole overtime thing is you're already sitting there for three hours. The players are already playing for three hours. So if they just keep scoring back and forth, back and forth, eventually they're going to get tired and they're just going to be there and there's going to be a stalemate. Right. Which would have, that would have happened in the Pats KC game. Yeah. Because those defenses weren't stopping anybody. Mm -hmm. Pats defense are good. You know? Yeah. I don't know how that defense goes from shutting them out in the first half to being a complete sieve in the second half, but. If that was a 10-minute overtime, mm-hmm. those teams would have just kept... It would have been who had the ball last type yeah. game, you know? That may add more to, like, strategy and how mm-hmm. they play it and things like that. But yep. I don't know if that would ever fly because how many ties did we see this season? I think quite it a was few. four. Yeah. It was quite a few. It was a lot of them. Ties are gross. I, I hate mean, ties. really. I yeah. mean, the NHL figured it out. Yep. You know? The shootout. Yeah. So what, you want them to, like, kick and see whoever hits the most field goals? Do you think that would be entertaining? You think, like, after, like, a whatever, like, at the first overtime, if they're mm-hmm. still tied, yeah, maybe they do kicks or something like that? Maybe they should go to second overtime that's shorter, and if that doesn't work, then do kicks. I don't know. I don't know if I would want to go from first overtime right to kicks. Maybe I'd want a second overtime. I don't know. But in the playoffs, I don't think I'd ever want kicks. I think in the regular season, it'd be okay. But in yeah, the postseason... Somebody has to win the game. Yeah, I don't think know? it should be decided on kicks if it's the postseason, in my opinion. Right, right. And if you don't want to watch a Super Bowl or you're a so-called expert, you know, mm-hmm. I get that these like channels like to have these players on, these former players, former coaches and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they like to bring them on and get their advice and their input. Yep. And I get it. They were in the league. It's kind of sexy to have them on there. And, yep. you know, you get the big names and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But these guys can't help the way they feel. Yep. You know? So I'm not going to start name dropping, but you can tell the ones that hate yep. them, you know? Mm-hmm. Especially when it comes to the Patriots. Yeah. You know? So they always pick against them, or they're always the ones saying it's over. And, yeah. I don't know. How productive is that? You know, it's not really that productive because you can keep saying every year that the Patriots are going to be bad, and eventually one year you're going to be right, and everybody's going to call you a genius. But you were probably predicting that ten years ago, and it still didn't come into fruition till now. But my thing about the players is when they talk about this rules about the overtime and about the pass interference and the reviewing and stuff. It all comes down to what they played in the NFL. If they played offense, they think that you should review the call. Or if they play defense, I'm going to go back to the Patriots game in the overtime. They say that it's a team sport, and if the defense doesn't make the stop, that's on your team because it's a defense and offense, and it's not just the offense on the team. So everybody's got a problem with that. I don't know. It just seems like players decide based on what they played. Well, now you're hearing that the crew that's going to do the Super Bowl is the some of the people that are on that crew or the one that's in charge was the one that did the Patriots Steelers game. And that was the mm-hmm. game that the Patriots had the most penalties called on them all season. So now everybody's yeah. in a panic thinking that the Patriots are going to get hit with all these like penalties, but mm-hmm. it's game to game, you know, yep. for all we know, this will be the least amount of penalties called in the Super Bowl. For all we know, it'll be the most. Right. Mm-hmm. And now obviously no football this weekend. Yep. So, well, Pro Bowl. Um, you know. Yeah. Is that even like worth it anymore? I don't think so. I think a Pro Bowl is just to see who did well. I think they should just make the Pro Bowl the Pro Bowl. And if you made it on the list, good for you. And then Yeah, move throw on. them a bonus or something like that. Yeah. You know, move on. Yeah, you know? like we don't need a game. Because the games the aren't rules. that fun to watch. I mean, there's no what? There's no blitzing. There's no yeah. at least just, at least make it where it's competitive all th- four quarters. Make it like if you win the first quarter, like if you score more points, then you get more money. Or if you get a sack, you get money. Like try to force the players to play well because it's boring to see just a bunch of players just kind of playing around, doing whatever the hell they want. I don't want to watch that. I want to watch a competitive game between the two best teams, AFC and FC. And it's all geared towards offense, though. They can't yeah. do anything. You know, I know. and these guys, it's like patty cakes out there. 
you know? Mm -hmm. I guess it's entertaining. I mean, I used to watch growing up, I remember and stuff, and I remember like the skills competition and the quarterbacks doing all the stuff where they were throwing at the golf carts and trying to hit the targets. And yep. It was kind of cool, mm -hmm. you know? But I feel like not the original people that got picked for a Pro, pro Bowl mm -hmm. are playing in the Pro Bowl. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And that no one ever like Brady never had. When's the last time Brady ever played? He'll never play in one again. He probably know? played in one of his first and then since then I've never played again. And he shouldn't have made this year anyway, but I don't know. I have no idea. I mean, look at some of the NFC quarterbacks. Maybe he should have made it. Yeah, that's true. So, do you have, like, any snubs or any people that you feel should have been on the Pro Bowl? Team? Yeah, let's go on the snubs. I have five. <laughs> you got five snubs? I got five snubs. All right. What do you got? All right. I'm going to start with one that I'm the least passionate about, and I'm going to go up from there. So, my least passionate one, or the one that I care about the least, is Alec Ogletree. Wow. The reason why I think he should have made it to the Pro Bowl is because he was number one am among linebackers with interceptions, with five. He had two in one game, especially. Oh, okay, but why is that like a big deal? Who cares? Because he was... He's not a cornerback. How many tackles did he have? How he many had, sacks did he have? You know? He had I a mean, couple... You, you're coming at me right now with your least passionate, but you're coming at me with LMLB, bro. That's That's the middle linebacker spot. You know? He's actually an outside linebacker. Okay. Linebacker, I get it, yep. but I can't just go off of off of interceptions. Not for yeah, that. Yeah, but position. that's his job. His job is to drop back in the coverage and pass protect as an outside linebacker. Some outside linebackers blitz, others pass protect. His job was to pass protect, and he got five picks. Is he a four down guy? I would hope so. With his talent, he should be. I don't know if he is. Well, I I'm hope the Easter Bunny walks through that door and delivers eggs, you know? Like, mm -hmm. we, I hope what? Like, either is or he isn't. I don't know. I mean, mm -hmm. I guess if you're telling me all he does is coverage and it's yep. five interceptions, all right. But, mm -hmm. okay. We'll call him a snub. Okay. I thought you were going to say, like, uh, you know, Van Noy or something like that. <laughs> I will never say Van Noy. <laughs> you will never hear me say Van Noy. Hey, Van Noy's had a good year, though. Yeah. So La but, Last week was the best I'll do. Pro Bowl, no, but... Yep. And that was an NFC linebacker? That was, yeah. Yeah? I have him in place for Barr because Barr did nothing this year. He was nowhere in the top stats in sacks or in tackles or in anything, so... And you think they went for the name? So I think for so outside too. linebacker, NFC, we're looking at Ryan Kerrigan, Anthony Barr, uh, and what do we have? Olivier Vernon. Yeah, I think Olivier Vernon... And Kerrigan both deserve it, but those are both rushing. Okay. So I think that they should have one coverage guy, and I think that's Alec Ogletree. And I'm just looking at the inside linebackers here for the NSC, and I see Bobby Wagner. You stud. He's oh. the best. Oh, Man it's child. either him or Keekly. I know. I know. Keekly. Amazing. Hmm. I don't know. Since those concussions and stuff, I worry about him. You know, yeah, he was my it seems like all the players say. He's still top, yeah. even though all the injuries. They still say, watch out for 59. That reminds me, just a little side note, mm -hmm. when the Patriots drafted Andy Katzenmoyer out of Ohio State, mm -hmm. what a stud, middle linebacker, missed everything, and I just was like, this guy's going to do it all. I mean, yep. what an animal. And I think it was even maybe preseason or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, one of the camps hurt his neck, never played again. That sucks. Terrible. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Give me another snub. All right. I'll move on. I want the division and the position. Okay. AFC, defensive end. Do you want the team? Ah, yeah, good. Kansas City Chiefs, Chris Jones. Wow. Because he was number three in sacks this season in the whole NFL. Number three with 15.5. And yeah. he didn't make it to the I could see that. Because we have, what, Miles Garrett. Yep. Melvin Ingram and Calais Campbell. Yeah, I don't think Calais Campbell should have made it. He made it because yeah. of his name. He yeah. had ten and a half sacks, I believe. You could probably check up on that, but I believe it's it was ten and a half. Yeah, but he had fifteen and yeah. a half. That's five more sacks, and he okay. was number. Th he was third behind J.J. Watt and my boy, 
and I believe Rams. Campbell replaced J.J. Watt, right? Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. I think so because yeah. I don't think J.J. Watt went. No, so technically he did. He went as a replacement, but yeah. still, but you I'm saying used, Chris Jones should have went. You could have used Jones as a replacement. Yeah, yeah. And so, right. so that was my number four. I'd say. Hit me. All right, I actually got this one for you because I thought he didn't make it to the Pro Bowl, but you informed me that he he didn't. Nice. Christian McCaffrey. Yeah, I agree. He had over 1,000 yards. What he a had, year. Come on. Uh, he almost had 1,000 receiving yards, too. Yeah. 867. Just off. And then he had seven touchdowns rushing and six receiving. He was wow. a receiver and a running back, basically, right. all year. He was both in the out of the backfield. Kamara had a good year, don't get me wrong, but he really wasn't the greatest rusher this year because he kind of so, split carries with Ingram. So he was, repl- he was competing with Saquon Barkley, Zeke, Elliott, and Alvin Kamara. And yeah. it says Kamara is replacing Todd Gurley. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't 100% agree with that pick of Kamara over Christian, but hey. I'm not the one picking, but if I was the one picking, Christian McCaffrey would have made it. Okay. You want my next one? Let's go, man. Keep it rolling. This is my number two. He was on my fantasy team. This is an AFC running back. (laughs) There's always a fantasy theme with you. Yep. But there's a reason behind this one. So my running back on my fantasy team, his name is Joe Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals. Mm -hmm. He was fourth in the NFL in rushing yards and he was up there in touchdowns and instead of him it was Lamar Miller Lamar Miller made it as an AFC halfback which makes no sense to me because he was behind Joe Mixon in every statistic so what I don't understand is why did they pick Joe why did they pick Lamar Miller over Joe Mixon just does not make sense to me Joe Mixon was better in every aspect of the award and a top five running back in the NFL this year and they didn't pick him just doesn't make sense to me he was one of the most underrated running back, in my opinion. Okay. Mm-hmm. What else you got? This is my last one. A lot of people get scared away because of his record this year, but I don't care. Quarterback, NFC, from the Falcons, Matt Ryan. <laughs> wow. Where did that come from? He was number two in yards. And he has 35 touchdowns, which is up there, and only seven picks, which means he has more yards, more touchdowns, and less interceptions than Dak and Mitchell Trubisky, who both made it to the Pro Bowl instead of the other guys. So I think he should have been a replacement for one of the two. It just makes zero sense to me. Why? Because they had winning records? The Pro Bowl is not for winning records. It's for who played the best. In my opinion, Matt Ryan played the best of those three quarterbacks. And I don't even think they had him in question for the Pro Bowl. It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know who's picking these Pro Bowls. Are you picking Dak Prescott because it's America's team? Like anybody cares? It just doesn't make sense to me. I don't know why they'd pick Dak Prescott or Mitchell Trubisky over Matt Ryan. It just doesn't make sense to me. Okay. Interesting. Can I throw one out there just off the top of my head? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. And I've obviously shown... This has nothing to do with where we're from or anything like that, but I legitimately feel this way. But why is James Devlin not a pro bowler? I'm asking myself the same question. That is just, I mean, that's a snubbing. That is mm-hmm. the definition of snubbing. And I know that fullback's not like the popular position, and it could even be a dying position in the NFL. Yep. Hopefully it comes back someday. But Anthony Sherman, now I know you're the stats guy. Yep. Okay. All right. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna throw you some stats. Go okay. ahead. Fourteen games. Anthony Sherman. Playing time: nine point six percent. Seven touches for seventy-nine yards, one touchdown. Okay. Not that good. Devlin. Fourteen games. Mm-hmm. Okay. Thirty-four point four percent playing time. Mm-hmm. Seventeen touches, sixty-seven yards, four touchdowns. And basically a human battering rim mm-hmm. for a resurgent running game that mm-hmm. this team would not be going where they're going if they didn't have a running game. Yep. And if you really watch the game and you kind of pay attention, 
he's always the one leading the way, and he's yeah. blowing these holes wide open. You know, I'd say he's the best blocking fullback in the NFL. Right. Maybe not rushing. I guess you could argue you check from the 49ers for rushing. Mm-hmm. But I'd say blocking and just sheer power, power, I'd go with him. Right. And he made it for the NFC, you know. So even Devlin makes some nice catches out of the backfield. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. That's that's my snub. <laughs> that's what yep. I got for you. <laughs> I right. figured you'd like the numbers part of it. Yep. I always do. Yeah. Numbers don't lie. All right. It's that time. I got to do it. Okay. All right. Let's talk Celtics a little bit here. All right. <laughs> I get the Celtics step chart all set up for you. Ready <laughs> oh, to go. you do? <laughs> yeah, I do. It's not even a numbers thing with me with this team. Yep. Okay. It's they haven't been able to get out of their own way mm-hmm. from the get go. Okay. Yep. So. I'm get I'm a little agitated, you know. And at the beginning of the season, I'm like, well, you know, let them figure it out. Let's see what happens. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if they figured it out, you know. I know they've won what five in a row. I believe you know? it's five. Yeah, five. Big game against Toronto, and then they go on and they play what Golden State tonight. Is I was it? about to say huge okay. game tonight against huge Golden game. State. If they right. beat Golden State tonight, huge huge statement. For the Celtics. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Okay. Five in a row. They beat Toronto, Memphis, Atlanta, Miami, Cleveland. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you and I and three people that I pick maybe walking down the street might have a shot at beating Cleveland this year. So I wouldn't be surprised. Okay. I can't really give them a ton of credit for that win. I mean, they should have won that game. Okay. Yeah. And they basically... Benched Horford, not benched, but sat him out that game to rest mm-hmm. for tonight's game. Okay. Yep. And Kyrie didn't play with an illness. So mm-hmm. you're down two of your better players, best players. Yep. Well, one of your best players and one of your okay players. Mm-hmm. Um, one of your starters. Yeah. And you you got to win at home, which is good. Okay. Mm-hmm. But they're still just stuck in that fifth position. They haven't moved, you know. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if Toronto, I mean, these teams are legit, you yep. know, and I'm not seeing much movement, you know. It's just it's the teams in front of them winning too. If they can beat the Warriors tonight and Philadelphia can lose to Denver tonight, which is very possible because Denver is really good. So if they could lose to them and Celtics can win, they're right there. And I don't need behind. them to be in first, you know. Yep. I'm not one of those guys, you know. But I'm just worried about the makeup of this team, you know. Um, the beginning of the year was like, oh, they got to figure it out. They got to play together. They're still kind of like finding themselves or whatever. Well, mm-hmm. they haven't really found themselves, you know. And I think Philly's playing really well. Yeah, got a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. Milwaukee's just in beast mode, you know. Yep. And this team just hasn't put it all together, you know. It's pretty yep. frustrating. It very it really is. And what do you? And the whole thing with Kyrie and he mm-hmm. calls LeBron. Yeah. Like a lot of people weren't happy with that. A lot of Celtics weren't happy with that, from what I've heard. I'd agree you with know? that, because that's basically sending a message to the Celtics, like, "Hey guys, you guys aren't playing well enough for me." Right. Which I'd be annoyed if I were a Celtic. Right. I was annoyed as a Celtic fan. The big thing with this team, I feel, they're not defending like mm-hmm. they did last season. They don't have that tenacity. Mm-hmm. And I think they're still trying to figure out what their roles are, you know? Yep. I mean, Gordon Haywood seems to be kind of coming along. Yep. And He's I can't there. be too, too hard on the guy. I yeah. mean, that was a horrific injury. So It was. I don't want to be too hard on him, but if he's healthy and everybody's saying he's healthy. Yep. You got to start doing more, like expand your role, but mm-hmm. maybe even try to throw them in the starters every once in a while. Maybe play Tatum at power forward and play him at small or you the can, other way around. Play yeah. him at small forward and Tatum at power. Something like that. You know, try to get them both out there because you can't bench Tatum. Tatum's no. having a good year. And I don't think you can bench Marcus Smart, you know? Nope. And That's it's not I even, fit, it's amazing. His, it's not even for his offense. It's his defense. You know? It's his yeah. defense. And he sets this tone. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, you're literally taking a scorer off the floor. Because, yeah. trust me, 
I'm a Marcus Smart fan, but you yep. don't want him coming down and being like the leading scorer. You're in yeah. trouble. That happens, you know. Can but he even then, shoot a three? Sometimes he gets hot, yep. you know. And he went on a little bit of a streak earlier this season, but it doesn't last very long. Mm-hmm. And that's fine because I don't want it to, you know. Yep. And that's a guy, though, that understands his role, mm-hmm. excels in it. Yep. And he's fine. I don't worry mm-hmm. about him, okay. But then you got a guy like Jalen Brown who – I think his game is drive to the hole, mm-hmm. very athletic, get to the hole, get fouled, make foul shots, get some end ones, you know, mm-hmm. and he just keeps going to the three-point line, pulling up and shooting threes. I think you know? that's the league's biggest problem. They have too many shooters. I think I th- it's the league's biggest problem. Everybody's three-point happy. Yeah, but I feel like the Celtics really don't have that guy to drive to the hoop. Like, they don't have that. Besides Kyrie. Yeah, but Kyrie shoots three too. He does, but he also drives quite a bit. I got to give him that, you know? Yeah, but tell me one guy in the Celtics that dunks. Like, legit, before shooting, they go to dunk or go to layup. Because Kyrie shoots. Marcus Smart displays defense and shoots sometimes. Yeah. Jason Tatum shoots and does layups. Marcus Morris shoots. Al Horford shoots. There's really not anybody on this team that tries to dunk. Terry Rozier shoots. Right. Jalen Brown shoots. Yeah, but that's I think that's the league now. You know, yeah, I really but you do. need that guy. You can't because they they can just I don't know protect don't that mean, three point line. Yeah, yes and no. I don't know if you need that big dunker. Mm-hmm. You know, as much as I hate to say it, those like Michael Jordan days and mm-hmm. the big dunks and stuff. I don't know if those you still see them, but mm-hmm. I feel like there's like an ebb and flow. And you yeah. always see that with the NFL, mm-hmm. where it's like a passing league, or then it's a rushing league, and mm-hmm. then it ebbs and flows, you know? So I think right now, the NBA has gone to like a three-point, mm-hmm. and, and they're free. I mean, look at Golden State, yep. you know? How many three-point attempts you think they're going to have tonight, you know? Probably a lot. But yeah. my thing is, about the whole shooting thing, is players need to get hot. When they're shooting, you can't just shoot and then wait 10 minutes, and then shoot again. You have to shoot, and then you got to get that rhythm. And if everybody's taking shots, how can you get the rhythm? Right, right. That's like having a quarterback, this really good quarterback, that needs to get in his rhythm, and then have him throw once, and then run three times. I agree. I actually feel that some of the Celtics' better games this season mm-hmm. have been when, like, the other night when Kyrie's out and Horford's out. Yep. All the other guys have to step up. So you see like four or five guys have like 15 to 25 points, you know, because everybody contributes, you know. Because they don't need to spread the ball that much. Well, and they have to just figure out what your role is and do Mm -hmm. it, you know. Yep. So is this team out? No, by no means. They're super talented, super talented. If they get hot, they could be a finals team, in my opinion. Absolutely. Not only get hot, but start to play defense, team defense, you know, and develop that role. Mm Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, they could definitely do some damage, you know? I guess if they're going to stay, it seems to be that they're going to kind of hover around 3, 4, 5 right now, mm-hmm. which is fine. You know, like I said, they don't have to be number one, but yep, we'll see how it plays out, you know? And who knows? Maybe Philly cools off. Maybe even the Bucks or a team in front of us cools off kind of later in the year. That could be good for the Celtics. Maybe they can start passing teams up. Right. Never know. Right. Because the year's not over yet. So anything right. can happen. Because uh, and on the other end, I mean, I'm I'm going to switch gears, you know. Yep. But you look at a team like the Bruins, okay? Uh-huh. Because you had the Celtics who were fairly healthy pretty mm-hmm. much all year, you know. And they haven't been able to figure it out, right? Mm-hmm. But then you get a team like the Bruins that had this year of injuries, you know, yep. you had Bergeron out. I mean, you had some of the key players out mm-hmm. and this team's managed to hang in there. Yep. You know, they really have. And I find myself rooting for them because they seem like just good guys, you know, yep. and they seem like easy to root for. Yeah. Look at all the charity stuff they do and all that. Yeah. It's nice. My only thing with them is they just don't make that move, you know, they don't get that one player. They mm-hmm. don't get the big name. Or yep. I still feel like that second line's lacking. 
Mm-hmm. You know, you have like your super first line, you know, yep. with Bergeron at center, and then you got Marchand and left wing, and then mm-hmm. you got Pastanark and right wing. Okay. Yep. That line's legit. That's really good. Right. But that line's only going to be out there for how many mi- how many minutes a game? You know, they're not going to be out there. Probably only a few. Like okay. Three to four. Right. And they have to get off. And then you go to the second line, and mm-hmm. then you got Krejci at center. That's good. DeBrusque, right wing. Which, all right. Uh, all right. You know, mm-hmm. get him some help. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I would love to see them make a move for a big name, you know, or try to get somebody and even bring Pasternak down, put him on that second line with Krejci. Yep. You know. But is there really anybody like that available? That's always the rough. I do feel at certain points, mm-hmm. you know, last season and yep. even this year, I feel like sometimes those new they those names become available, mm-hmm. but the Bruins for some reason just can't do it, you know. So well, I doubt you're gonna get anybody like Connor McDavid or um, who's that guy that just won Stanley Cup? I forgot his name. Ovech- Ovechkin. That's no, what it is. Right. you're never gonna get somebody no. that. Well known, but and I don't even know if you need somebody like that, mm-hmm. like legit. Yep, you know, mm-hmm. but you need like I think you got to balance out these lines a little bit better. Yeah. You know, I uh, think you got to get another left wing for the second line. In my yep. opinion, I think that's what you need right now. I think you need a better second line, or at least a better third line. Maybe not go for a big player, but maybe some smaller ones that are better than what you have. Right. Try to go for something. Because they're sitting in fourth place, Atlantic Division. Mm-hmm. I mean, let's face it. They're not going to catch Tampa Bay. I mean. No. <laughs> no, I guess pun intended, but they're just like lightning. It's ridiculous. Yeah. They got like a 10-game lead. They have 10 more wins than the Bruins, I believe. But mm-hmm. that's what concerns me is the Bruins being able to compete with teams like that. Yeah. Their speed. I don't know. Yeah. Anything happen in the playoffs, but... I don't know if the Bruins can keep up. No, with I mean they're teams not like a Stanley that. Cup team right now. Now anything's possible at a hot goalie. You yep. know. Is Tuka that guy? I don't know. I mean, sometimes he shows like he is. Um but at other times I don't know. You know? Yeah. I think they balance their defense well though. They got Krug on the second line and then they have Char on the first. So it's not both really good defenders on the first line. And then right. they have Miller on the third. So I think they have an all-around good defense, Absolutely. in my opinion. And getting McAvoy back was big. You know, he's healthy mm-hmm. again, so that's a big deal, you know? Yep. But I don't know. Sometimes I'd rather see Halak in there than Rask, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like Rask might be soft sometimes, you know? Yeah. I don't think Rask is our best goalie. I don't know. Sometimes he can be great, like in that Chicago game. In Notre Dame Stadium, I think he played well. Yeah. But other days, he doesn't look that good. No. I mean, you can get a hot goalie, you mm-hmm. know. The Bruins did it the year they won the Stanley Cup. And a hot goalie really can do wonders for you in the playoffs. You know, it can take a team like Tampa Bay. Mm-hmm. But you're asking a lot. You're putting a lot of pressure on that goalie, yeah. you know. So, mm-hmm. um, okay. I'm going to try to get back on. Our schedule. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We've been bouncing back and forth. Yeah, I know you're kind of jumping everywhere. Yeah, that's all right. Yep. A little bit of a smorgasbord tonight because, yep. you know, we're kind of like in, I call it the tweener phase, you know, mm-hmm. like Super Bowl's next weekend, mm-hmm. you know. Um, so we have no games to cover. Well, not so much not to cover, but as far as NFL is concerned, you mm-hmm. know, and... I'm thinking I don't want to drown everybody out with two full weeks of just NFL talk because yeah. I think it gets exhausting. So, because mm-hmm. we can't f- talk all NFL all the time, that's not what this is made for, right? Or else we would have called it "It Is What It Is" football, football podcast, right? We're just a couple of guys talking sports. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, media guy, social media guy. Yep. You said we had another liter- listener questioner. Right. Yes, we do. And for those of you that are sending in your questions or your topics and stuff, we're loving it. Keep it coming. You know, we love getting these questions about pretty much whatever topic you have. We love researching it. Love talking about it. Um, so keep it coming. What do we got? We got this a name one, and a question. This one is another listener question. It's from Connor, and he wants 
us to touch upon the MLB free agents. MLB free agents. Okay. All right. Well, thank you for your question, Connor. Let's get right to it, man. First mm-hmm. and foremost, it's the obvious, the elephant yep. in the room, right? Your boy, yeah. Bryce. My what, favorite what's going on? MLB player. Right. Yep. Why is he not signed yet? All I know is he visit one team that I've heard, and that's Philadelphia, and they never came up with a deal. I don't know if they said they'll talk about it later on or what, but he left there, didn't sign. I don't know if he's asking for too much. I don't know if teams are trying to wait him out or if he wants too long. Maybe teams are okay with the price he's asking. What is he asking? What are we looking at, 10 years, $300 million, or what are we looking I think, at? I think we're talking $300 million. I wow. think that's the number floating around is around three hundred twenty-five. Okay, I'm glad I'm a further enough distance away from you to ask this question. Okay. okay, is he worth that though? Is he showing you over the last few seasons that he's worth that? Last season, probably not three hundred, but the year before, he was still good. He didn't have the best season of his career, but he was still good. Remember, he's only twenty-six. He's not 32 where, like, the best years are behind him. He yep. can still play at and a high level. he's a freak. He's a freak. Yep. I'll give it to him. You For know. all you know, he could be looking the way he did at the beginning of the season all year next year, and he could be worth that money. So you think it's a case of, like, new environment, something like that, getting with the right team, maybe, right situation? Maybe it was the team he was on. Maybe he just didn't really like his role of not going to the playoffs and all that. Maybe it was something like that. Or maybe he just had cold streak. Maybe next year he looks the same he looked at the beginning of the year. Because the beginning of the year, everybody thought he was going to be the MVP. Right. Like when he broke his bat and still hit a home run. Remember that? When he broke his bat and it still went over the fence. Right. Yeah, stuff like that. He looked like a freak at the beginning of the year. He looked crazy this year. Okay. Another big name everybody throws around, Mm -hmm. right? Manny Machado. Manny Machado. Another one that hasn't gone anywhere yet. Yeah, I think what's really hurting him is the playoffs. He didn't look the greatest in the playoffs, and I think that's the kind whole of, sportsmanship stuff. Right. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think with these two, it's a case? I mean, I'm going to say one or two, but these are your two biggest names right now. Yeah. You know, I think By Connor far. Connor would agree with that. You know. Yeah. Um, but I'm thinking, is this a case that we're waiting for one or the other to blink first? I to guess because I think they're waiting to see what one gets, so they can go sign the other at about the same. So they oh, can you be think like, they're worth similar money, these two? It all depends on what you need. If you have a great outfield and you really need a good infielder like Manny, then you look at what Bryce got and you're like, oh, yeah, Manny, Bryce got this. Right. You get something similar, maybe something less, right. maybe something more. It all depends on what you value them at. I personally think Bryce is better than Manny, probably a biased opinion, but I just feel like having that left handed bat I feel like there's a lot of great right-handed bats but I feel like there's way less really good left-handed bats so I think Bryce is worth more because he's also an outfield I feel like there's a lot of really good infielders where you can sign a second baseman that plays shortstop or a shortstop that plays second baseman because man he's a third baseman and he wants to play shortstop so if you have a great third baseman you can team him up with Manny at shortstop and it would be fine but without field, you could switch it. But sometimes that's not the greatest thing to do. GM dominator over here. Look at this. Yeah. Do we know what team Connor's a fan of? Or did he not get into any of that? Or? I believe it's the Red Sox. Red I Sox? I would hope so. Okay. Because he seems like he's from around here. Okay. Well, Red Sox re-sign Evaldi. Great signing. Mm-hmm. Yep. Probably more money than mm-hmm. I would have preferred. But... I don't know if they were bidding against themselves. I think they were. Um, and another name I'm looking at is Craig Kimbrell. Yeah, they let him go, right? Yeah. Well, he hasn't signed with anybody, you know. Yep. And I'm seeing him as like a top 10, 12 free yeah, agent I right now. Yeah, I saw that. It's comical, you know. I saw top five. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I hope they don't. too high. I think they've way, the Red Sox were going to do that. They would have done that by now, and mm-hmm. I'm glad they haven't. That's why I'm saying I think they let him go. Yeah, time to move on. Yep. Um, then there's uh, what, Dallas Kuchel, right? Mm-hmm. He's available. I mean, there's some quality names out here. Yep. Um, some have gone. Um, Mustakis is still there. I mean, Marwin Gonzalez. It's. It, I mean, 
I guess it all depends on what these teams are looking for. Yep. You know, with the big two names, it's going to be price. Price yep. in years, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. Price Harper. <laughs> <laughs> Is his agent Boris? I would believe so. Okay. I know what a name I'm looking at that's actually interesting to me is Adam Jones mm-hmm. from the Orioles. Yeah. You know, still available. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Stupid question. Would you have liked to see the Red Sox kick the tires on Hopper? I would say so. Yeah. Especially after, oh, what's his name? Bradley Jr. Not having the greatest year. Right. I felt like he hit atrociously. All year and in the playoffs, he kind of redeemed himself a little bit. But I would even say then, so more than redeemed yeah. himself, but yeah. yeah. But um, still, so what do you do? You'd move Mookie to center and put Hopper and right, or I'd keep Mookie and right and move Bryce to center. Whatever works out better, just move one or the other. It all depends on which one's more comfortable at center, and then from there, keep Benatendi and left, and then either trade Bradley. Or do something with him because you're not going to keep him. Yeah, and you've heard nothing of that. Nothing. Nope. You know? Not even talking about it. Yeah. Because if you get Bryce Harper, you easily have the best outfield. You have two of the best left-handed hitters, and you got Mookie, the MVP of last year. You got a legit outfield if you have that. Yeah. That could possibly be one of the best ever outfields if you get him. Sox re-signed Steve Paris. You know, mm-hmm. so it's early. We'll get into a, our baseball discussion, you know, so stay tuned, Connor, because if that's your thing, we're going to get pretty in-depth about that, mm-hmm. and we have a lot more to get into with that. But, uh, again, thank you for your question. You want to have a little fun? Yeah, let's do it. Or do you want to give the social media stuff out? Do you want to wait to the end? or what do you? I'll think? wait to the end. Oh, okay. Let's have a little fun. All right. You, my man. Or what I would describe as a avid video gamer. Okay. Video game junkie would work too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I'm going to stay in like the PlayStation 4 realm. Okay. Okay. Why don't you give me your list? Okay. Okay. I'm going to go all time. Okay. Okay. I want your all time list of top PlayStation 4 games. Okay. Ever. All right. This is my list. My own list. From how many, how much time I've put into these games and how much I like them. I know a lot of people have a lot of video games that they like and they think is like this big deal. Like you with Assassin's Creed, you probably have a few Assassin's Creed great games on there. I, I prefer to be to uh, refer to as Mr. Assassin's Creed. Okay, Mr. Assassin's Creed. Master Assassin's Creed, you know, whatever. But well, when you introduce yourself... Next podcast, you can call yourself <laughs> Mr. Assassin's Creed. What was that? The Dominic disclaimer? Right there? <laughs> yeah, because I know some people will disagree with my list because hey they'll all have right. five very different video games than I do. Okay, disclaimer taken. Let's okay. go. What do you got? All right. At number five is Destiny 2. Wow. I think Destiny 2, even though it's in my top five, it was a disappointment for me. I think. It wasn't as good as Destiny 1, not even close. I thought it was going to be one of my favorite ever, but after playing it and just getting through the game, it really wasn't as good as I expected just because they never kept up with the content, in my opinion. I felt like they never added new guns and never did stuff with it. So that's my number five. They do a lot of like expansion packs and stuff like that too, don't they? Yeah, they did, but I felt like the storytelling was better in Destiny 2 than 1, mm-hmm. but... I just don't feel like it was as lengthy as like the guns are concerned and the armor is right. concerned. I just didn't feel like it was that good when it comes to keeping up with that. But I feel like they're getting better. But I just can't sit and play Destiny for three hours and just sit there and play like I could with the uh, first Destiny. Okay. And let's not even discuss how I'm basically a surgeon with a scout rifle in that game. Yeah, but a scout that, rifle. Yeah. That's all you use. I use every other gun. Yeah, because I'm so tactical with that thing. You ever yeah. see me? Yeah, but who got you all your guns in Destiny 2? I would go on your character and I'd juice them. I made a <laughs> max light in Destiny 1. You never played 2. All right, all right. Give me another one. All right. 
I have UFC two slash three because those are the two I played because mm-hmm. I felt like I put a lot of time in those games and it was just fun because sometimes you just want to punch a guy in the face and obviously right. you can't just go out and do that. So I do it in a video game and I feel like it's a lot of fun to make a career mode and just go there and try to fight some of the biggest guys in the USA. Sometimes I'd gather my friends and we'd all watch me fight Conor McGregor and all these big names. Sometimes I'd lose and my friends wouldn't be very happy and neither would I. (laughs) (laughs) But other times I'd win and we'd all just be laughing the guy getting knocked out. And I think it's a lot of fun. Good graphics and all that. I would say so. I'd say for the time, it was pretty good. Sometimes it can be a little iffy when, like, glitches and stuff. Like, sometimes I've seen a guy's neck vibrate when I punch <laughs> him. Like, some weird stuff has happened when okay. I knock people out. But I'd say graphic-wise, it's pretty good. All right. All right. This one's a newer one. I think a lot of people would agree with me on this one. Can I guess it? You can guess it. Spider-Man. That would be correct, my friend. <laughs> I knew it. Spider-Man was a lot of fun. Yeah. It was a great game. Well, you finally finished it now, and I get a chance to maybe try it out, so that's good. Yeah, if you would just finish your Assassin's Creed already. (laughs) You're doing, like, the stupid things where you just get a chest here, a chest there, Mr. 100% over there. Is that another name you have? (laughs) I just want you to play the game already, but keep saying. I'll get to it. All right. I'll get to it. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. I'm going to try to keep the spoilers out of it. So you don't hear anything, but yeah. I think it's really cool when you swing around the city and stuff. It actually sticks to the buildings, and you can see what buildings it sticks to, and it's not just in the air where you can't see it. And I think the graphics were amazing. The story was great, and I think I liked the fighting in the game, and I think it was really good. And I like all the different suits and all that. How's the story, though? Is it a good story? You were it, able to like, yeah. like do a lot of is. stuff? There's a lot of villains, and then there's some people who sometimes villains, sometimes here. It all depends. If you played the game, you know who that is and all that. But oh. they came out with an expansion, and it sounds like they're coming out with a new one with the ending. I might want the expansion eventually mm-hmm. if I decide that I want to get it. But just playing the regular game, it was a lot of fun. Okay. What are we on, number two? We're on number two. All right. All right. A lot of people think this is probably my number one because I played a lot. But I was really, really contemplating to put this as my number one. But I put it to Madden. Wow. The whole Madden franchise. Okay. All together. Because all Maddens are similar. Yeah. Just some add more and have new things. That's why you need to have the new Madden because it has updated rosters and they add things to Ultimate Team. I will admit this year is probably Madden's best ultimate team. But for some reason, I played this one the least. Hmm. I don't know why. Interesting. This is my favorite one, personally, but I played it the least. Like Madden so, like, 18. the controls stayed the same and stuff like that, pretty much, and the rosters changed. So, yeah. the actual format of the game, do yep. you see much difference in the graphics from year to year? Some people complain about the graphics this year, but I still think they look great, in my opinion. I definitely see a difference in the gameplay this year when it comes to running the ball. Because they added a new thing where you have to, like, follow your blockers. And then sometimes, like, you used to accidentally run into your offensive lineman. And then you get tackled. But this year, they kind of changed it. So you can kind of move your lineman out of the way and get 10-yard runs instead of just getting tackled behind the line. Stuff like that. Okay. So I think that was a great ad by Madden. And I also like the new training thing because last year... If you played Madden, you know they have, like, sets, and you have to add certain players to make them better and stuff, and it was pretty stupid. But now they have, like, points and stuff that you add okay. to make plays better, and I like that way better. Oh. And we won't even talk about the game that you and I played against each other yep. last week. What was yeah. the final score? I don't recall. I do. I don't you were the recall. Kansas City Chiefs, I believe, with a <laughs> better overall, I, and I played a bad game. I don't remember. Hold on. Let me think. Was it? 40 to 7, I believe, <laughs> what? was the final score. I don't, yeah. know, I don't remember that. But I do have one knock on Madden, though, I will admit, is that they don't have a really good career mode. I do play a lot of career on that game, and I do a lot of franchises and stuff, 
but I just feel like the career is lackluster because you just play your games and I you just feel like an ad player. You okay. don't feel you don't get to ever have like interviews and all that. They didn't they never did like a Pro Bowl or anything on that game. So you can never like say you make it to the Pro Bowl. Like but James you, your team loses in the playoffs or doesn't have a winning record. You never play in the Pro Bowl. All that good stuff. They have like a news thing, but that's a stupid waste of time that you never pay attention to. When you win MVP, you never see you actually winning the award. And I think you could also use that franchise. They added like a draft thing where you can see like the draft board and all that, which is kind of cool, but they could have done a little bit better. But I feel like if they clean that up, the game's going to be really good next year. And obviously gameplay, there's always a problem every once in a while, but usually the gameplay is okay. All right. And here we have it. Dominators, number one. PS4 video game. Destiny 1. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Destiny 2 to start off the list. Destiny 1 to end it. Wow. I spent a lot of hours on Destiny. On one character, I spent the whole day. Like 24 hours plus just playing on one guy. Wow. Actually, it might have been two days or three. I'm not sure. Something like that. And then on my second character, I had like a day or two, stuff like that. And then on okay. your character, I probably played about half the time as you. We really so. need to get you out of the house more. Yeah, basically. Yeah. I, I'm i not even going to go into how many hours yeah, please I would don't have do that. Assassin. I, yeah, don't do that. It would be please. around... Yeah, da, 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 da. I don't want to hear it. Eight. <laughs> <laughs> Why no Fortnite? I didn't like it for that long. Okay. You I only it liked like it a for... Fad? Yeah, I only like it for a few months. And now every once in a while, I'll re-download it, then delete it again, and so forth. Where's Assassin's Creed? I don't play Assassin's Creed that much. You give it to me, and I play it, but I also play Madden and Destiny. Yeah, but you've seen that game. I mean, come on, man. Assassin's Creed? Don't make the top five? That's criminal. My PlayStation, maybe top ten, maybe one of the Assassin's Creed make it, but my top five that I play a lot, I don't play... Your Assassin's Creed games that much oh, because that's not really to, PlayStation Four. I'm gonna have to come up with my list someday. Yeah, maybe because we're gonna be like talking like Assassin's Creed, Metal Gear. All right, you know what? Head, Resident Evil. I mean, I don't know. Well, you never and this played other Resident one, Evil on what is this? Um, uh, what's it called? Red Red Dead or Redhead Redemption or something like that? Two? Red yeah. Dead. That that's like a big game lately. Yeah, I don't get that whole thing. You know. And I think you're missing God of War. It's another one. I didn't play God of War. You never okay. let me did because when you started getting into it, I was on the younger side, and that's PlayStation 3. You asked me for my PS4 games, okay. not my PS3 games. All right. Because if I did PS3, maybe Turok would be in there, stuff like that. Okay. I'm going to play the new God of War game, though. I'm just letting you know. When Johnny gives us that game, <laughs> I'm playing it. You know, if Johnny, if you're listening, there you have it. <laughs> okay, um... Thanks for the list, man. Great job. That was fun. Thanks. Why don't you uh, give out some social media stuff for everybody so they know? All right. Well, you know our Instagram and Twitter if you've heard this. But if you haven't and this is your first episode, welcome. And our Instagram, if you didn't come from Instagram, is it is what it is, sports podcast. And our Twitter, is it is what it is, sports podcast. Same thing as the other one. I'm pretty sure this is an underscore between... It is what it is in sports podcasts, but that's our name. You can find us on there, and we have the link to our podcast on Podbean, and you can also check us out on iTunes if you want to listen there. I'm going to definitely start tweeting more on our Twitter. I'm not going to lie. I've been lacking a little bit, and I'm definitely going to post a little bit more on Instagram, so you're definitely going to want to follow us there and see what I got to say. And just to clarify, iTunes, they can find us if they search Sports Gents. Yep. And you can also email us email, right. at Sports Gents as well at Yahoo.com. Okay. Great. Tune in next week. I think we're going to just go all Super Bowl, man. We're just going to We're going to review the game. We're going to give some predictions. We'll do some matchup stuff. I'm really looking forward to it. We're just going to really get into it, mm-hmm. you know? So do your homework. Be ready. On it. Be ready to go there. Stats. You got it. Well, on behalf of my man, Dominator, and myself, as always, we want to thank you for listening. 
keep the feedback coming. Keep those questions and thoughts and comments. We love it. On behalf of us, thanks for listening. God bless. Stay safe. See you guys.